to the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of the sweet, sweet smells of love and all of the stinky, stinky stinkiness of deception in your favorite made-for-tv romances, the kind that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Amazon, Lifetime, just all the things you can name. They got it. Yes, they do. So uh, before we jump into our movie for this week, um, we are super excited because this episode essentially marks a one-year of us doing this podcast, guys. Yay. It's so exciting. Um, that's part of why we picked this movie, because it is very special. But also, like, we've been doing something for a year, Katie. We stuck <laughs> with it. <laughs> I know. I know. That's something that um, I... Well, I, something I know Hannah is capable of, because Hannah is a Wonder Woman. But um, for myself, having a... <laughs> she's shaking her head at me. Um, for myself... Like I, it's it's tough to do a creative pursuit consistently. It's hard to go to the gym consistently. Oh, so hard. Um, but to yeah. do a podcast with some like this uh, is quite an accomplishment, and I'm very proud of us. I'm uh, very but... proud of us, and uh, the fact that we've been able to stick with it through uh, not only just like life happening and like a full year of stuff, but then also like the craziness that is coronavirus times and like adjusting our recording and getting the equipment to be able to do this in (laughs) simultaneously in two places like whoa whoa (laughs) I'm I'm proud of us I'm I'm so proud of us um I'm actually I actually kind of really enjoy the digs that we've created to to record in our closets and then we're we're like meeting on uh like Skype or swipe um, <laughs> um, ah, to swipe. be recording this. And just because I'm so, so lazy, it's nice to be able to know that we can do this just in case we don't feel like going to each other's houses. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly not like world's most comfortable uh, digs, but no. I'm I'm proud of us for being as on top of shit as we are to be able to both get in the floor of the closet that we have available. <laughs> like, I just love kind of both of us are like surrounded by clothes above us. <laughs> I have my Hallmark blanket draped like between hooks over me um, to muffle the sound a little bit more. Um, I have, I don't have the Hallmark blanket cause I use the Hallmark blanket a little bit less so since it's got, started to get warm, but like, yeah. I have I have a different blanket uh, doing the same thing, so <laughs> I just know that. Um, and I'm gonna get a little sappy here. Uh, I just know that I would not have been able to do something like this if it wasn't for a beautiful partner by the name of Hannah Weitzman. Um, I, yeah, well, I feel like I, I would not have been able to do this without you either. So this is it's certainly not one sided at all. Because there is no way I would have gotten my act together to do this consistently for this long without having somebody else to bounce this off of. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Accountability buddies work. (laughs) (laughs) At least to a point. (laughs) When you enjoy what you're doing, at the very least, it does. (laughs) 
going for runs and not eating chocolate, I can't speak about. But <laughs> podcasting, accountability works. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so Hannah alluded to our very special movie that we're doing for um, our very special podcast, One Year Anniversary. So Hannah, do you want to tell us what we're doing today? Yeah, I'm excited to tell you uh, all that we are finally getting to Sense and Sensibility. Um, this is Sense and Sensibility, as in S-C-E-N-T-S, Sense. Um, because, of course, uh, as we've talked about before, Katie and I are big Austin Files. Austinophiles? <laughs> Austin Files. I don't know. We love Jane Austen. Uh, <laughs> that's one of our, like, defining friendship things. Um, and then <laughs> and then you add a hallmark and you add a pun. And it's like, of course we love this movie. Of course we had to do this movie. Uh, this was definitely uh, right up there with um, uh, Unleashing Mr. Darcy is one of the earlier ones that we watched together. Of, yeah. like... This is a thing. Did you know this was a thing? Oh my god! Like, can it was you sort of it? like Hannah and I had watched Unleashing Mr. Darcy, and then not too long after that, it was remember that thing that we discovered that we both love. I've got just the other thing for you, <laughs> um, and kind of even a little bit more so because it stars one of the queens of Hallmark. I think, yeah. in my opinion, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which we'll get to in just a moment because. Yeah. I know she's not your favorite, but this is, like, her best role possibly ever in anything. <laughs> oh, hands down. I think this is her best work, honestly. Um, I apologize in advance just in case I'm not able to edit it out later. Um, Persephone does not like it when I'm trapped in the closet, and so I just keep seeing her little paw underneath, <laughs> underneath the closet door. Yeah. Um, she'll go away eventually. Yeah. They'll... Pigeon... Pigeon also is interested in what's what's, what's in here. He, he's interested whether I'm in the closet or not, though. Uh, <laughs> when the closet door gets open, he's like, ooh, me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about Sense and Sensibility, um, which originally aired uh, quite a long time ago at this point, uh, May 13th, 2011. Can you imagine, like, do you remember 2011? 2011 was so fucking long ago. And, and even more so now that the world has completely changed. It's like 2019 feels like a long time ago. I know, right, right. February 2020 feels like a fucking long time ago. <laughs> Life was so different back then. It really uh, was. <laughs> so this is what Hallmark has to say about this movie. So a modern take on Jane Austen. Two well-to-do sisters learn their family fortune has vanished. So they work together to create a new business as they both find themselves charmed by new men in their lives. I think that is incredibly simplistic, though technically sort of right. Um, and it stars Marla Sokolov and the woman we alluded to earlier, Ashley Williams. Ashley. <laughs> so, um... How do you set up the premise of Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, which is an absent father and the loss of a home and lifestyle in modern times? Uh, the way they do that is by getting caught running a Ponzi scheme, of course. 
Uh, so that is what happens to Henry Dashwood. Um, Henry Dashwood gets caught up in this Ponzi scheme, which leaves his daughters Eleanor and Marianne, played respectively by Ashley Williams and Marla Sokolov, um, and they need to find jobs to cover their bills. And this is not just the standard like rent and food type covering the bills. They also have exorbitant medical bills because their youngest sister, Margaret, is um, ill. So there's yeah. that, too. So after many attempts at finding an actual good job, but being turned down because of her name and the Ponzi scheme associated with it, Eleanor ends up as a janitor at a spa, which she hates, but again, she needs a job. Like, money is money, and as we all know, hope I mean, in theory at least, you know, when you're desperate, you're desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, Marianne, uh, after not having the right prerequisites, end up, ends up just lying on her resume to get a job uh, in the copy room at an office. Uh, they're strapped for cash, so they're like hardcore budgeting, uh, selling off their nice TV to get a functional car, etc. But they're sort of managing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's they lucked out in that their rent had been paid for six months, so they don't have to find any place to live. Though exactly. why they can't add in like a, another roommate, I'm not quite sure. But because we need a story, they need to be struggling and washing their Ziploc bags to save money. <laughs> I it's do that. Also, Earth friendly. So I know. I do that more because I just don't like buying plastic bags. It's just I do that just... more. I because I don't like throwing away plastic bags. <laughs> I mean, there's that too, but like they're totally fine. Like why bother throwing them away? Exactly. Ziploc bags like <laughs> This has been Environmental Savings Corner with Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on to the story. Um Marianne's real love is making scented lotions out of flower petals. Uh, so she she ends up making one that both smells amazing, but also seems to just just to make everything feel better. It's like this miracle lotion. Um, Eleanor starts using it to make her hands feel better after all the scrubbing that she does as at the spa. Um, but she Eleanor starts offering it at the spa and then begins to sell it as a little extra money, and it's literally flying off of her locker shelves. So at work, Marianne meets Brandon. He is cute and sweet, but technically she is in a relationship with John, who is in Switzerland for work. Or is he? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, while staying late at work, Eleanor meets Edward, her boss's brother. And he's clearly, like, instantly enchanted by her. She, uh, she is, like, cleaning the bathroom and singing a song to herself, like a, any sane, normal person would do when they're alone having to clean she's making up a cleaning song Mm -hmm. duh Uh, (laughs) happy working song Uh, so Fran Eleanor's boss is in financial trouble and Edward is trying to help her out but unlike Eleanor and Marianne she doesn't want to make any of the necessary changes to her lifestyle to cut costs like she she is just sort of like spending money willy-nilly no matter what. She uses like 17 Ziploc bags. (laughs) Um, So Eleanor and Edward do go on a date, and they are clearly into each other. Um, He doesn't seem to care about her father or her job, and he is super sweet. No. 
then the car breaks down and Eleanor and Marianne are forced to walk to work one day. And in doing so, they see John, who is not in Switzerland and is holding hands with another woman. <gasps> How dare. Sacre bleu! Invaders! <laughs> Obviously, uh, Marianne is hurt and angry and confused, um, but then Brandon takes her to a garden since, you know, her thing is flowers, um, and now she's into Brandon instead. Cool beans. <laughs> yeah. So Eleanor hates her job, which, duh, of course she does. Um, Fran is mean and doesn't trust Eleanor and is really not subtle about it even though Eleanor is trying to prove herself like she she's actually doing quite good work even though she like hates it um she keeps asking Marianne if there are any other jobs at her office so that she can quit the spa but Marianne says no and it's because Marianne doesn't want to admit to Eleanor that she lied to get her job um she lied about not only her qualifications but she also lied Mm -hmm. about her name she just was like Oh, Dashwood, it's not a good name to have right now, so maybe I'll just use my mother's maiden name. Um, and when Eleanor eventually finds out, because of course she does, um, she's angry and disappointed. Uh, and since it would have also been a better paying job, Eleanor thinks it was selfish of Marianne to withhold the information. Um, because potentially they could have made more money and not had to try quite so hard. Um, and Brandon, being the sweet guy he is, doesn't care about Marianne's last name or anything. He still likes her. He likes me for so. me. Not because, uh, what are the words to that song? <laughs> I was thinking Bridget Jones. He likes me exactly oh, I was, how I, I am, or whatever it is she says. <laughs> Um, So Fran realizes that if she had the formula for Eleanor and Marianne's lotion, she could sell it for a lot of money and fix her financial problems. So she enlists the help of Lucy, who is the main esthetician at the spa, uh, to steal the formula in exchange for helping her win Edward. Uh, Lucy has a crush on Edward, but we all know that it can't be done because Edward is all about Eleanor, you fools. Um... But we're, since we're sticking to the source material, uh, Lucy loves Edward. Um, so Lucy does steal the lotion, but Eleanor notices the missing bottle. Uh, when confronted, Lucy admits to stealing it, but she says that Edward wanted her to do it and wants the formula. So now Eleanor feels betrayed and is heartbroken. Uh, but the formula doesn't work. Uh, they like take it to a lab and have it analyzed, but it doesn't work. Um, there's a special process that must be done that the lab Fran hired can't figure out in terms of, like, steps. So she blackmails John. How they know each other is unclear. They don't tell anybody. That's not, that's not in the movie. Uh, so he has to get back with Marianne in order to learn how to make the lotion. Otherwise, Fran will tell everybody that he, like, impregnated some girl, like, some servant girl that he wasn't supposed to kind of deal. Um, and so John starts trying to woo her back, which Brandon overhears and he assumes, well, there's a lot of he's and she's, I'm just going to use full names. (laughs) Brandon assumes that Marianne is back with John. So is cold to Marianne. Eleanor is cold to Edward thinking that Edward stole from (laughs) Eleanor. Everybody following. Okay. So everybody is sad. 
cool. So sad, in fact, that Marianne does let John help her make the formula, which is a little bit of Ruh-oh. a... Um, so when Edward comes looking for Eleanor, they realize that not only did Lucy lie to Eleanor, but it was really Fran who stole the lotion. Um, <laughs> I think that's just the funniest thing I've ever read. <laughs> Fran stole the lotion. Um, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? <laughs> it was Fran. Um, So Franz already started the process of selling the formula, but Edward, conveniently, is a patent lawyer. Uh, He can help Eleanor and Marianne get a patent on their lotion and sell it before Fran can. And they also realized that John helped Fran, so Marianne kicks him to the curb real quick, of course. Um, When John tries to manhandle her, Brandon comes in to her rescue um, and, of course, you know, wins her heart. Um, Brandon, also conveniently, is a pitch man of some kind. They're really vague about exactly where Marianne works, but it's sort of like a marketing thing. Um, So Brandon knows the right people to try and sell the newly patented lotion to. So just in the nick of time, Eleanor and Marianne, with a lot of help from the men in their lives, who have really only been there for like (laughs) 2.5 seconds, but whatever, um, beat Fran and make a ton of money doing so. Uh, they they get their patent in first, all that good stuff. Um, so they are good, and Margaret is saved. Remember Margaret? They needed money for her medical bills. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so and so yes, everything's good on their end, and Fran is ruined. But Edward doesn't really seem to care about that anymore. He's like, I tried, and you still fucked with the woman that I'm in love with. Yeah. Um, Brandon proposes to Marianne, and they kiss. And since one kiss means one forever, kiss means forever. Uh, it crossfades to their wedding. Um, and at the wedding, Edward and Eleanor are super happy. Everything has worked out for everyone as it should have. So they also kiss. And though we won't confirm it until the end of the following Where Are They Now sequence at the end of the movie, we also know that... One kiss means forever! And they will also get married. Um, So that ties up your modern Jane Austen with a nice little bow. The end. The end. Uh, Cool. Cool. So uh, let's let's chat a minute before we jump into segments, Katie. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to say, I, I, I guess, about this movie. <laughs> um, off the top of this, I need to, I feel like I need to, uh, come clean a little bit about how, when, when this, when we first watched this movie many, many years ago, I really liked the idea of making my own lotion and I really wanted to do what Marianne (laughs) did and make my own lotion so I did a whole bunch of research this that and the other I could never quite find the recipe that it looks like she's doing like she mashes up the 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 petals and the fruit and whatever she uses with like a mortar and pestle and I'm not entirely sure what like her base is they say cream but I don't know what that means really anyway um it basically looks like it's yogurt, but it it's does look not. Like it's lotion. Um, so I'm just going to say that, uh, A, those ingredients are not really all that cheap. So it's a good thing. I hope she's, like, charging enough for that lotion. And <laughs> and B, 
if you're listening out there and you know how Marianne makes those lotions, send me the recipe because I think that'd be super fun and it would make me feel like a wizard. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry Potter. Uh, I guess this was like. There's a lot of things I feel about this movie, and, like, I realize it's stupid beyond belief, but I love it anyway. Me too. Uh, Spoiler alert for later. Um, (laughs) But, like, the fact that it was, it came out in 2011, and they're like, we just need to get jobs. It's not that big of a deal. And, like, Eleanor works in finance. Mm. It's like, sweetheart, jobs are hard. (laughs) Like, uh uh-uh. I know, like, for myself, watching this movie, like, I am sh- I know that the whole plot revolves around it being a spy and it works out. And, you know, being a janitor and spy isn't, like, the worst job ever. But as someone who waited tables for, like, 12 years, waiting tables is a really good job. And unless it's a pandemic, everybody goes out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, even then, everybody goes out to take out. So, um yeah. <laughs> right, like, right. It, they don't, neither of them try for, like, a waitressing job. Yeah, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like they have to work in an establishment of a, a very specific kind. It's very weird. Yeah, because it's in the script. But speaking of waiting tables, uh, Brandon, not, sorry, not Brandon, John takes Marianne out, like, before he's supposed to leave for Switzerland. And she takes the flower from the middle of the table. She does. Which is, like, such a... I, I was like, are you allowed to do that? Like, that that's a centerpiece of a table. I, I'm assuming they're going to use the table after you leave at the restaurant because that's how <laughs> restaurants work. <laughs> I mean, I have, I've had to change many a flower. That was a weekly chore at many of the restaurants that we where I worked. But yeah, if you steal the flower, you're a dick. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so the, I had that thought. I also, um, when Eleanor first shows up to her janitorial job on like her first day, she is in like slacks and high heels and open-toed shoes. <laughs> like, and it's like, did you forget what job you were hired for? Where like, I mean, granted, like she ends up having a uniform, which is essentially scrubs it looks like mm-hmm. um but like why didn't she go in like sneakers and sweats dress for the <laughs> job you want you know <laughs> yes and no unless it's a janitorial job <laughs> it's like okay i want to be like a high-powered executive but i currently work in construction you don't show up in your high-powered executive attire you just that would be crazy pants. Far too logical for a Hallmark movie. But sort of going back to um, how difficult the financial situation was, at, kind of at this time of the early 2010s, yeah. I guess, um, they're, they, they're, I want to kind of shout out this one moment that happened early on in the film, when right when Henry Dashwood is is arrested and they're trying to figure out with the family because the mother is still in the picture, but she doesn't have anything really to do with the plot. Um, She just kind of shows up at the beginning and then kind of at the end and lets Marianne and Eleanor figure everything out about Margaret being sick. Um, But when they're kind of talking about it, they say, um, you know, 
somebody says her payments are $3,000 a month. Um, and Marianne says, don't we have health insurance? And the mom responds, that is with health insurance. And I just felt like that was such a really <laughs> real statement um, about just just how everything is in, in our world and our society. Yeah, right, right. It's like, yeah, sh- universal health care, everybody. This is insanity. I got the impression that it was like, if we pay this, the cancer goes She'll away and it's cured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which seems. Yeah. Apparently she has some special kind of leukemia, but which you would think is some kind of ongoing issue, possibly this with for the rest of her life to some extent. I'm not sure. Right. But yeah, it did seem like if we get X amount of money, she's saved. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a weird like it was like we just need to pay like get the money this one time and then it's done. I don't know. Yep. I mean it was it was sort um, of like yes, dig on the US healthcare system. You should be doing that all the time, but also what? <laughs> <laughs> um there was some things about this movie about Eleanor's janitorial work. Um that I th- feel like we need to kind of t- touch on that we just didn't need. Um I, I so think we that's, get to s- that's a very fair observation. <laughs> we did like, not need that. There's there's this montage of her cleaning which is fine. Like they kind of do like a Cinderella thing where they're like do all of this stuff, get to work. Um but like there's a backed up toilet and then there is a clogged drain in the couple's spa room and so you see her getting like hair out of that drain and a it's disgusting and long and how does any hair in a couple's I don't even know it's like back hair in that drain and then also the backed up toilet has poop spots it has poop spots in the bowl did I say it enough times poop spots that's gross wait well it's so uh well so first of all about this couple's bathtub I mean, there is a full-on, why is there a couple's tub? Gross. Like, because it's not like a hot tub. You know, it's not like you would go and, like, sit in it and just, like, soak. No. Kind of thing. It's like if you had, like, a couple's mud, like, body mud bath and you wanted to wash it off together which is just some kind of I'm sure fetish it's just such a weird idea of like having inside of a spa like yeah you know it's like the bath it's it's the bath it just being a bath is so bizarre and then (laughs) like the idea that you would be in a bath in a spa I'm I'm there with you. I mean, I'm not I'm not kind of weird about like if I, I'm good about going into hot tubs, but if there's that much hair and it was like it, again, it, was, it looked like back hair. It was, but it was so long. It was like it was the kind of thing where you like pull out the little the stopper. Like it looked almost more like sink stoppery. Like I don't know that they make bathtubs with those kinds of stoppers that often anymore. But like you pull it out and it just like kept going and it was so. Nasty. Oh my god, I'm getting nauseous. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, and moving on. Um, the other thing is, like, sorry. 
your other your other comment regarding the uh, toilet um yeah who i mean i guess when you gotta go you gotta go but like i feel like most of us are like i like to poop in my safe space <laughs> well it's it it's really mostly like i understand okay all I needed for the scene to really be fine was her using a plunger. Did you? Did whoever was set dressing have to put brown spots around it? No, I got the idea. Guys, just like, whatever. I, here's to realism. Good on you. But next time, just do better. Yeah, right. Let me keep my fantasy. <laughs> Where things don't yes. happen. Hallmark is supposed to be pretty and lovely. <laughs> like, I don't need that that literal splash of realism. No, Thank no. you. <laughs> um, I do have to say, uh, I think we should point out very quickly, is that, so Brandon is played by somebody, and I forgot his name, but he was in um, What I Like About You. He was like Amanda Bynes' like on and off again boyfriend and I never really watched the show oh. but like uh he was he was that guy he is so much more attractive than John it's like <laughs> it's like but if you could have Brandon why are you even pretending to want John at any point in this Marianne get your fucking act together you know you want the better guy he's he's nicer he's smarter and he's prettier True, but you know, sometimes history has a way of pulling at you. <sighs> but, you know, if you know anybody named John Willoughby, I think you should just look the other way. <laughs> Something I wanted to talk about. Oh, and at the very end, um, when Brandon proposes to Marianne, I think the proposal was pretty cute because he, like, gives her a flower and she's like, no, that's not the flower I asked you to give me and there's, like, a ring tied to it. Very sweet. But the... Like, it's so clear that the two of them have never discussed marriage. And, yeah, like, um, so, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable just as a thought experiment of, like, never talking to the person you're with that you're thinking about it at all. Like. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, I don't think it needs to be, like, we've discussed it and we've decided but necessarily, though I think that's one of the saner ways to do it, personally. Um. Yes, no, I I totally agree with you. I think that if you're not discussing marriage with your partner, it maybe should take a little bit longer to discuss it before you're actually buying rings. But Yeah, whatever. I like that you're saying that as you're playing with your engagement ring. <laughs> and because, yeah, oh, I mean, it just looks really sparkly right now. In the light of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. Anyway. <laughs> so, let's get into Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. Um, so, uh, there was an almost interrupted kiss uh, between Eleanor and Edward, and it's interrupted because Margaret called. Uh, to be like, hey, I'm sleeping over your house right now. Thanks, Margaret. <laughs> um, which I will say I um, identified with a lot. Uh, I probably told Katie this story, but I don't think I've told our podcast listeners this story. Um, where I was on a 
date and it wasn't a great date so I don't really mind truly but I was still on a date and my sister called me and she was like hey where are you and I was like well I'm out and she goes well you need to come home because I'm at your front door right now and oh I'm, my gosh and then she lived with me for like two months <laughs> it was like she just showed up on the doorstep well, maybe maybe she gave you, uh, maybe she did you a big favor I mean, by. Uh, it was whatever, uh, but still, like just the like you didn't tell me about this in advance at all. Okay, sure. Thanks, sis. Um, speaking of sisters, my hallmark hallmark are that the sisters are total opposites, um, which you know, of course, is kind of just a sense and sensibility thing, but I think we see it in other movies too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have, uh, some overhearing things and not discussing them with the other person. So like Brandon overhearing the call to, between John and Marianne and just like assuming they're back together and, you know, he has no chance. Um, never assume. Yeah. It makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> um, I also have that the, um, ex slash current boyfriend is an asshole and then he comes back into the picture later in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually don't have any more, really. I have a couple more. Okay, um, go ahead. We've got that, uh, we've got a jealous, um, other woman, um, in the picture in Lucy, mm-hmm. um, being jealous of Edward and Eleanor. Um, we have she doesn't a scheme- really get her comeuppance, Lucy. Lucy, like, things work out for Lucy in a lot of respects. I think she also becomes a janitor at the spa in the... Um... No, she becomes... A, she manages the spa at the oh. end. Yeah. Well, good for she you, She gets a Lucy. promotion. Oh. <laughs> ah, well, I didn't write that in my notes, so whatever. Um, <laughs> um, we have the scheming boss that tries to steal ideas from the main character. That happens mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, we have the signature necklace. Um, Marianne often oh. wears a key around yes. her neck. Yes. Yes. Um, do you have any pretty parades? I have an anti. Okay, go ahead. Um, so... <laughs> We've talked about this date that Eleanor and um, Edward went on. They go to, um, they go bowling, which Mm -hmm. is a nice casual date. And, you know, you should be dressed casually, whatever. But, like, let's let's think about it for a second. Edward is a man of a certain age, and he's a man of a certain profession and wealth. Um, But when, and so he doesn't have to be dressed up nice, but, you know, he might dress in a certain way. However... What Edward is wearing when he picks her up for this date is, like, the worst circa 2002 graphic t-shirt and plaid overshirt, like, California <laughs> frat boy combo that I've ever seen. Like, it was what the, it was the style when I was a junior in high school <laughs> that we all thought was so cool. But now to, like, look at it, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, Edward? You look like a child and it looks terrible you look like you should be sleeping on your mom's couch like yeah 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 Yeah. i i get that um do you have any across the universe i do actually okay Um, i do as well so i have two so why don't i do my small one and then 
Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So first and foremost, there are some callbacks to Sense and Sensibility. Like they do mention a Mrs. Jennings, who happens to be a big, big gossip, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also do what we've seen in other Sense and Sensibility remakes, like Sense and Sensibility and Snowman, where they change Edward's last name from Ferrers to Ferris. Um, that happens in this movie, too. Yeah, it's like, okay, Americans can't handle uh, Ferrers via British accent, and they think it's Ferris, so we're just going to full-on embrace that. Yeah, like the wheel, or Bueller. Yes. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> My Across the Universe is uh, the statement necklace you talked about for your Hallmark Hallmark. Oh. Because um, Marla Sokoloff has this key statement necklace that she is wearing uh, throughout this movie. And uh, we may do this movie uh, someday um, called uh, Chateau Moreau, also starring Marla Sokoloff, where she is also wearing a key statement necklace i watched chateau moreau and you're absolutely right but i can't remember if it's the same i style i don't think it is i think it's a little bigger in chateau moreau but i just think it's interesting that she is wearing a key statement necklace yeah for both of them like that's like such a specific choice it is i I wonder if like you get to if you're a Hallmark actress and you have your signature necklace, if you get to choose and like maybe she was like, oh, I've had a key before. Let's make it yeah. a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. Um, so my last across the universe is pretty epic um, <laughs> and also not safe for work. So, I mean, we have it explicit. So whatever. Um, it's fine. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. <laughs> Like that. Um, so, okay, here is my Across the Universe. So when um, Marianne gets a job at the office that she works, there um, one scene starts off with just a single, like, shot, uh, a single picture of some, like, office tchotchkes, like people would have around, like, the office around decorating cubicles. Mm-hmm. And one is, like, an Albert Einstein um, guy, which is irrelevant. But another is this, like, barrel like you know, like you would like a cask that you would have wine yes. in or something, and it's this barrel. Or you'd go over Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, it took me a second, but I paused it and I went back and I was like, I know what this is. I know what this is, and this is hilarious. So I know what this is because Billy has something similar that he got in um, the Dominican Republic, and what it is is it's this it's this guy in a barrel, and when you take the barrel off the guy has an erection it's this like big old dick and then when you put it into like you put the barrel back on top it like folds down and then you take it off and it goes boing um and so like i I didn't realize it does it did that i just sort of was picturing like the barrel surrounds it no 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 it goes like (laughs) when we go when we go back into real life i'll have to make sure to show you billy's but the funny thing was is after we watched this movie um, so I was convinced, and I even showed Billy, I'm like, do you think this is what that is? And he goes, oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. 
But, like, not too long after I watched this movie, I binge-watched Sex Education on Netflix, which is, like, Netflix is not paying me to recommend this 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 show, but you really should watch it. It's... Oh, so good. It's incredible. So good. And so in that show, um, uh, Gillian Anderson is a sex therapist, and so she has all sorts of um, sexual paraphernalia around the house. And there's a moment where um, Asa Butterfield is, like, running through the house trying to get rid of all the penises and vaginas in his house, and he has the exact same barrel that is in the office. It is, but so he puts the barrel back on the erect man. Um, and I like I, I videotaped it. I videotaped it everything. I think I made it, I think I sent it to you, Hannah, because I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> it's the same thing. No, you definitely did. You definitely did. So, so I'm not sure what joke the set designers of Sense and Sensibility were trying to play, but um, there you go. If you see a little man in a barrel just know that he's excited underneath Um, (laughs) or about to be excited about to be excited if you take off the barrel he will be (laughs) so that's my across the universe i thought that was really funny love it love it so much (laughs) uh did you have any new and noteworthy i have a couple okay because mine we've sort of already talked about because i said that they call out the U.S. healthcare system in this movie. Right. <laughs> um, my new and noteworthy was, um, I have two, um, well, I, I guess three. Um, you don't often see, like, a where are they now um, uh, ending credits in, like, fictional movies, but they had this whole mm-hmm. thing about where the characters end up in, like, a year, um, which right. was new. Um, I also wrote that it was filmed in the U.S., Definitely, because they filmed stuff. I thought it was Colorado because the where they go bowling is a fat cats, and that is in Colorado, and their license plate says Colorado. But um, at the end, it says it was filmed in Utah, which there is also a fat cats there, um, because there's a the cool garden that they go to is called Thanksgiving Park, and it is in Lehigh, Utah. But my oh. big new and noteworthy that I like t- super want to shout out is the background actors are credited at the end of the movie. Which is super exciting. Yeah, they never do that. Um, So shout out to all those background actors out there. Supporting shout outs? I didn't have anything. Okay. I did. Ooh. Um, I want to give a supporting shout out. Even though she is a mess of a character and a mess of an actress. But I love Fran. (laughs) Fran is cuckoo bananas bonkers. Really? Um, like, I think I just love the mess that is happening in the movie. Like, the <laughs> the character is insane. The actress is playing her like she has a full-on mental disorder. Oh, my God. Um, like, she is, <laughs> like, she is just, like, she, I feel like there was, like, a sit-down with this woman and was, like, Okay, we would like you to play essentially the villain of this movie. And she was just like, okay, I got it. And like, just like did everything (laughs) to a level that looks and feels so over the top. Like Cruella de Vil was her like inspiration. Yeah, she's, she totally, and I just, I just loved the commitment to her choices. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, I just have a soft spot for her, I, even though she is a terrible person. I think just, you like, have a soft like, spot for the villains, so you, you've named I, a I couple often villains. I do. Well, because they're, they're often sort of the most interesting characters. That's true. So, um, like, they're not fully formed characters, but then again, neither are the leads. So <laughs> it's sort of like, like, their their motivations are just like, this is how you've decided to solve this problem? Huh. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to downsize? Steal some lotion. Cool. <laughs> So my short, my supporting child and his friend. Very nice. All right, kiss meter. Kiss meter. Um, so there are two Marianne and Brandon kisses, and one and Edward and Eleanor kiss. Oh, and I did rate them all. I only, so. I only did Marianne's first kiss with Brandon and Eleanor's kiss. Okay, so why don't you do Mary Marianne and Brandon's first kiss? Okay. Um, so I gave it a six. Um, I thought it was a really cute kiss, but, um, I mean, in terms of, like, story and whatever, and they're cute people, but they both looked very kind of, (laughs) I say they look gross kissing. Um, it just, it looked like they were just, like, they were just, like, lipping each other, you know? Like, you know how, like, a horse, like, lips, like, a sugar cube? (laughs) That just looks like what they were doing to each other. (laughs) Lippy kiss. Um, so I said it was also a six. I said it was sweet, but short and unpassionate. Ah. Like, it just sort of, like, like it story-wise, I liked it, but not really otherwise. Gotcha. Um, and then I did do Marianne and Brandon's second kiss, which is the kiss that morphs into their wedding kiss. So it, it's actually sort of, like, three. It's like, we're engaged and married, but, you know. One of those. That, yeah. Um, and I gave it a four. Um, now oh. that I'm thinking about it a little bit, because it's very tight-lipped, um, but I'm thinking maybe it's like that because they knew they needed to do that crossfade, and, like, how do you crossfade into the same kiss unless it's really, really, really simple? That's a good point. I've never, I don't think I ever would have thought about that. That's a really I, good I, point. It's just occurred to me right now, so uh, maybe maybe they had to do that. But it was not a very good kiss. <laughs> um, but for Eleanor and Edward, I gave it. Um, I get okay. I gave it a six, but I think it should have been a five um, because it really looked like it was going to be good. Like they looked like they really wanted to kiss each other, um, and they like moved in, and it was really nicely set up. But it was one of those kisses where. I keep I keep making analogies. It was a Barbie doll kiss, where because they don't move, <laughs> you just mash their faces together, um, or like a Disney kiss, except not quite. Yeah, well, at least a Disney kiss, it looks like they're they're enjoying it. But it was it literally did look like she's like the acting happened up until the the the, the lips locked, and then it was like nope, 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 not gonna do yeah. it, not gonna do it. Well. I, I think I'm agreeing with you because uh, I also I gave it a five oh. and I said it was sweet, but Eleanor looks like she is not an active participant. <laughs> it's like she is being kissed, but she is not kissing back. It's just sort of like she is there, just there, being. 
She's like, think of the money, think of the money, think of the money. Edward is rich. Close your eyes and think of England. Uh, yes. Yes. So, Hannah, uh, would you watch this? A hundred million percent, Katie. I love this movie. I love this movie. It's great. Um, it is cuckoo bananas bonkers, as we've discussed. And I love every minute of it, including the bad kissing. Um, it's, yeah, this movie is fantastic. How about you, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, considering that we both really have been itching to discuss this movie, um, I, we've, we've mentioned it on previous podcasts, I believe. So, um, like I said before, I think that it is Queen Ashley Williams' best Hallmark movie. Um, I sometimes don't like her because I think she's super over the top, but I think that she's a good actor, mostly, and I think she puts that to work in this movie for sure. And of all of the Hallmark Austin adaptations, I think this one is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. It goes, it, it takes the storyline pretty faithfully, but also makes it its own that you don't really need to like have a love of Jane Austen to to like it. Yeah, I feel like this is actually like a good analogy wise to like the way it is presented is almost clueless. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like clueless is Emma, but also is its own thing and like takes the source material and adapts it in a way that like doesn't feel forced. And this also felt that way. I would agree. Uh, So yes, if you have, uh, Hallmark Movies Now and Amazon Prime, I believe it's on now. Yeah, I think it is. Um, give this one a watch on a lazy Sunday afternoon. Yeah, if you're, I mean, come on, guys. We're not doing anything anymore. <laughs> you know, you could watch this movie. It's not going to hurt you. It's fun. I mean, I'm doing um, a lot of puzzles. Yeah, but you could do a puzzle and watch this movie. Oh, of course. That's what these movies were made of, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um. So that was it. That is one year. One year in a voice. Yeah, we've made it a whole year, and we're not we're not slowing down as far as you know. Is we're enjoying this, and we're hoping you enjoy it too. Um, yeah. So you can let us know what you think, what you want. All you know, all 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 the fun things. Give us a shout. Say hi. We'd love to hear from you. And you can say hi to us on um, the social media. At um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and we are at number one kiss means number four ever. Yeah, um, or you can send us an email at one kiss means forever. Everything is all spelled out at gmail.com, yep. just like it is on your podcast feeds. Um, and of course, as always, thank you so much to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, and uh, like we're excited to go into year two with you guys so we hope to bring some more new things for you in the next year so yay yeah see you next time guys Bye. bye guys
Um, then they're, uh, then the card breaks. The card? Mm-hmm. I'm redoing that. The Hallmark that. card? The Hallmark card <laughs> breaks down crying. 